You're listening to episode 27 of the Empath Podcast. Welcome back to the Empath Podcast. I'm your host, Robin, from the diary of an empath.com. And today's episode is part of a series. It is the third, or technically the second, in a series I'm doing on preparing for slash manifesting love. And my intention at first was to put all of this information into one episode, and then I tried and I realized it would burn you out and it would just be like information overload. So I decided to separate it into three different episodes. So this is episode two. Yesterday's episode was on asking. So there's three parts, three steps, you could say, of manifesting. Ask, believe, and receive. And this applies to love as well. So if you're wanting to prepare for slash manifest slash call in love, you're going to follow these three steps. So yesterday we did ask and we went over like what asking actually entails because a lot of people will just say like, hey universe, I want love or I want insert xyz whatever it is that you're wanting and then they realize they don't get a response back and that's because asking if it's just a mental ask so if you're just saying with your mind like if you make it made a decision that you want something different and you say it to yourself or you say it to the universe that's powerful but it's really only one part of the process the universe responds best to physical asking and so I talk about what physical asking is in the previous episode so you might want to go back there and start if you're finding this episode and curious what this is all about you could also go back to episode 25 that's actually where the series starts and that's a bit of an intro and it tells you about the workbook and and just what we're going to be talking about but today is on the next step of manifesting love. So I would love to know before we get into it, did you take action on yesterday? Did you ask mentally and physically for the love that you're wanting? And I know with that question, I know that question is a big ask because for some people it involves really facing yourself. And like I shared in yesterday's episode, for me it was realizing that I was in a dynamic that didn't fit fit me anymore. It didn't feel like me. It wasn't what I wanted. And I didn't feel like that dynamic that I was in, the quote-unquote twin flame dynamic, was serving me. And I didn't feel like it was at the level that I was at on my journey. And so I had to make the decision to ask for something different. And by doing so, I needed to exit out of my old life and everything that was involved in that dynamic. And then the universe took me seriously because I ended up meeting my partner pretty soon after that. But I I could tell yesterday, I mentioned in the episode that I was in a lot of pain. My hips were in a lot of pain and I actually, I closed down the episode, like I published it and then we were supposed to go out for dinner for Valentine's Day and I was just in so much pain that we didn't. We ended up staying in, we watched 
there's this uh, documentary on Netflix all about cats. You may have seen it. I've become a cat person recently. And so I, I laughed a lot at that and it was really funny. But I was in a lot of pain. So I had like hot water bottles on my hips, like a hot pack to help. It was that bad. And then I woke up this morning and it was gone. I gave myself a little bit of a rest though. I didn't want to just dive into this again in case it gave me pain. So we've been spending the day actually building a desk that I've been showing over on Instagram. But I realized afterwards when I was just kind of in pain after that episode, I'm like, oh, the hips really relate to karmic bonds and like toxic bonds and toxic cycles and power so it's your sacral chakra it's like where are you leaking your power where are you giving your power away and so I wasn't surprised that my hips were hurting because I know that episode might have been triggering for a lot of people when they heard me say like I just up and left a twin flame dynamic because I know a lot of people are cycled into that and it's really hard to get out of that and so hearing me may have shifted something for them or it may have gave them something to think about and that's like a sacral chakra thing it's like are you giving your power away to this belief system or any belief system i also talked about the belief system that things have to last forever and something is only successful if it lasts forever which is why you see a lot of people staying in partnerships in hopes that it will get better and last forever and that's a belief system. It's a very beautiful belief system in some cases, but at the same time, it can be very damaging and very toxic. And so I had to face that within myself. I had to recognize that my twin flame dynamic was successful, even though it wasn't long-term. And I had to let that be okay. And I'm really glad I did because when I was able to exit out of that, I was able to open up to a new love. And it's not that I don't believe in the twin flames. I absolutely do. Anyone who's gone through that experience knows it's as real as this microphone or this computer screen, but it's not a dynamic I wanted to be part of forever because it was got to a point where my healing was done and, and I got everything I needed to get from that experience. And my previous partner did as well and it was time to move forward so that if if the last episode brought something up in you then then that is maybe why but yes I know it's a big ask but I would love to know if you did act on that episode come let me know over on instagram I'm at the diary of an empath I I would love to hear from you so today is believe and believing a lot of people think when it's manifesting that it's ask believe receive as in you believe with all your might that what you want is possible and that's actually not what believing is believing is again like yesterday a much more physical experience it's not in your mind it's not in your head although it's part of it like your subconscious beliefs is a big part of believing in yourself but believing in yourself as i teach it and as i've seen it and played witness to it is becoming the person you need to be to be able to hold or handle what you're wanting and therefore it's believing in yourself in that way believing you are capable of having this thing and that involves growth so when it comes to love and it comes to partnership you need to believe that you're capable of of being in partnership and this is where the word preparing for partnership really comes in I know on my journey I had to do a lot of inner work to get to a point where I could even be in a healthy partnership and I actually did a lot of this inner work 
over a few years. So I didn't just do this in the spring when I manifested my partner. But a big belief in myself, a big thing that did change right before I manifested my partner was the belief that I was open to love. Up until that point, I believed I was one half of a twin flame dynamic. And I believed that I could not be with anyone outside of that dynamic. I recognize that the twin flame dynamic is not the be all end all. It's a momentary catalyst into your purpose. It's a relationship that supports the feminine energy in rising into what she's here to be doing. It's not this thing that you're committed to for life, which a lot on Twin Flames is out there talking about. And I've seen with myself, it's really beautiful how we move with collectives because I saw that when I came out of it, when I was you know, through the healing and I got everything I needed from that experience, I moved forward and at the exact same time, so did a huge wave of women, of feminines. And I see that Laura from The Happiness Coach, I don't know if you guys have ever followed her, at the exact same time that I moved to Montreal, she moved to Australia, at the exact same time I met my partner, she met her partner, and we've both moved on to the next phase of our journey. So it's been really cool to mirror that with her and and give my myself validation and permission through that. So if you're at that part of your journey or you were last year where you were like, you know what, I've gotten everything I need out of this and I'm moving forward, I was right there with you. And if you're not there yet, you might be there now or you might be there in the future with another wave of people. And so this idea of ask, believe, receive Right before I met my partner, I had to believe that I was free, that I was open to meeting someone. And that was like the final piece of me believing in myself and becoming the the match or a match for what I was wanting. So I needed to believe that I was capable of having it. And I, I didn't believe I was capable of having it when I believed I was tied into that twin flame dynamic. So that was a big one, but there was a lot of healing that happened around my beliefs and my belief in myself that prepared me to meet my current partner and and I want to share those things with you because I think there's such valuable information in them and I encourage you to take what you need and leave the rest and to maybe take me on a walk or something to just move as you, as you listen to this information because I know that that helps integrate it. So before I go into this, I'll just give a little bit of a, a timeline for you guys to just ground where I was on my journey and healing as these things were happening. So I was in a partnership for a very long time when I was young. When I was 15, I met my first boyfriend and I was with him until towards the end of my first university degree. So it was a long six year uh, relationship and then I met another person who is a really beautiful person, divine person. And I use the word beautiful. I don't mean aesthetic, I, although also was good looking, but I mean like beautiful soul. And I was with him for a little while and I learned big lessons from him. He was someone who left me pretty suddenly because he was the first one to awaken me to the abandonment wound, which is the wound a lot of feminines are here to move through from men leaving us for for various reasons one that i really remembered in my healing was leaving for war so there was these these parts of our evolution where w the men just left and never came back and then the women felt completely abandoned whether the men wanted to leave or not and so 
you had partners and husbands and fathers leaving for war and never coming back and there was a lot of emotional distress that came with that the abandonment wound that the feminine energy continues to carry so there's a lot of us feminine beings who have to experience true abandonment to then face that wound and realize that we are strong on our own and so my second partner is someone who really taught me that and then I continued on to to meet a few more people and learn a lot of great lessons and within all of that there was the twin flame dynamic so I had had a lot of ups and downs in terms of romantic relationships I had experienced a lot of a lot within a very short amount of time and I realized that's because I have a lot of action in my seventh house in my astrology seventh house is partnership long-term commitments and I'm a Libra rising and Libra is the natural ruler of the seventh house so I have a lot of seventh house partnership action going on in my astrology so I had a lot of lessons and healing around partnership but I got to this point on my journey at the end of 2018 where I decided that I was done with it being up and down and so I decided to invest in a coach and I this was a person who worked with twin flames and if anyone ever says it's not real I'm like no no she she's she was a very genuine twin flame and the healing we did together was something it was I hope she hears this I hope she she comes across this podcast because she helped me so much we went back into past lives we went into childhood we went so deep in my life and began to pull up so much that I needed to work through and I was presented with it like head-on at the end of 2018 and I I dealt with it and I moved through it and I healed through it and it was a very immersive coaching uh, I prefer the word healing like it was weeks of healing and and she just brought up a lot of things in me and one exercise I learned from her I actually teach in my empaths and business program and it's around the inner masculine and the inner feminine and how they do or do not look out for each other they're always looking out for each other but it, it's not always the most loving dynamic within our own selves and so when we worked with mine I realized that my masculine side because we all have a feminine and we all have a masculine side was very overbearing on my feminine side and I could see how that was happening in my life I was a very feminine being with a lot of feminine gifts to share but I was showing up in the world in a very masculine way like I was very structured I had like I was very ambitious I was wanting a lot of things for my business and through our work together we were able to see why the masculine side of me felt the need to protect the feminine side and then we began to loosen the reins a little bit and give the feminine more space and that's what I teach in the empaths and business program because so many empaths who are of the prominent feminine energy are very much still operating out of a masculine mindset or masculine perspective and though we have to exist in a masculine dominated industry which is business we can do it in a feminine way and so after that healing I started to apply what I was learning in my business and things started to flow a lot more but that was just one thing we went into past lives I started to understand a lot of dynamics in my life close but not super close relationships and why they would trigger me so much and why I had such reactions to certain people and because a lot of it was karmic 
So I had to face that and I had to face a bit of the mother wound. A lot of feminine beings have to face the mother wound and that's the reparenting of the inner feminine. So allowing myself through that healing to heal through that and reparent my feminine side, I began to flow more. I began to grow my nails out. I don't know if you guys were watching me at that point, but I used to have really short nails and all of a sudden I had this desire to grow them out. And so I did and now they've been long ever since. I I love my nails, but that came with the healing of my inner feminine through this coaching and through that season of my life. I also started to care a lot more about my home and making my home really beautiful and that brought out a whole new side of me, the side that really loves home decor and just focusing on beauty and becoming really receptive. That was a feminine skill that I had pushed down. I thought I just need to to give, to give, to give, but giving and overgiving is actually a masculine trait. And a wounded feminine who can't receive will act in a wounded masculine way to, to try to overcompensate. And so I had to learn how to receive. And that started with things like learning to say thank you when someone said something kind about me. Or learning to write a blog post that was free flow rather than trying to structure it in, in a way that the world would agree with because... When I was free-flowing, I was receiving from my higher self and I was allowing myself to receive how she wanted to show up. And so again, all of that healing was happening through that, that twin flame coaching for me to come into my own. And so through that, I learned a lot. I learned how to receive. I learned to heal the, the mother wound. And there was all of this going on that needed to happen for me to be a loving partner because I wanted a loving partnership and a loving partnership requires two people who face themselves and who have faced their triggers and I I most definitely did. I learned so much about myself that I'm now in this partnership, the partnership I wanted, I respond to things, I don't react and, and I can receive his love like today or yesterday on Valentine's Day. I I just received it. I said thank you for the flowers and the nice things and the the dinner date that we were supposed to go on. I just said thank you and I received it. In the past, I wouldn't feel worthy, so I would cause a fight. I I was notorious for that before uh, anything big, Valentine's Day, birthdays. I would cause fights because I would self-sabotage because I didn't believe I was worthy of just receiving love from someone or receiving gratitude from someone or having someone celebrate me and so I'm noticing it now like that what seems simple learning to receive and learning I was a receiving energy I was a receptive energy has really allowed me to become a much loving more loving partner because a masculine energy anyone who's a feminine energy will naturally feel drawn to a masculine energy and that's not about gender that's about energy and so I'm a highly feminine energy so um, my masculine energy my partner my current partner he is he loves to give he loves to to do things he's a very action-based energy where I'm, I'm more receptive naturally and so me allowing myself to receive allows him to be himself and it just plays out so beautifully because of the inner work I did to get to this point and to get to the point I needed to be to meet him because there's no way I could meet such a powerful masculine person and, and he wouldn't see him, he wouldn't call himself powerful or masculine but to but from my perspective of energy, he's a very powerful masculine energy there's no way I could 
even meet him in my life if I wasn't open to receiving him and all of who he is and how, and how much love he has to give. Another thing that really helped me to believe in myself and know that I could handle the love that I wanted was I began to shift my perspective on love. You may have noticed over on Instagram that since the end of 2018, I was finding a lot of hearts. But what I noticed about the hearts is the more I would notice them, and they were like pretty blatant from my spirit, like they would be like styrofoam cups smashed in the shape of a heart that was beside my car, or concrete in the ground, like in the shape of a heart, just the way the concrete poured. Um, flower petals that looked like hearts that were like placed on my path like three in a row like it was pretty eerie and people started to give me hearts as well like little stumps and rocks not little stumps little rocks that were hearts and they would point out things like oh probably like that stump it looks like a heart and what I noticed is that these hearts the more I I was given them from my my spirit and from people, the, the more I started to open to them and the more I started to see the world from a perspective of love. So for a long time, I believed that love was impossible. I was very repelled from it. I think anytime you go through any sort of heartbreak, you kind of close yourself off. And I absolutely did after my first heartbreak. It was a pretty big one to handle. And so I closed myself off and I wouldn't let myself believe that it was possible or that I wanted it even though I most certainly did and so what I noticed about these hearts is that I started to open up to love and I started to open up to love so these hearts shifted my vibration into a vibration of love and if you want to manifest love you need to be in a vibration of love and if you want to manifest and handle and keep and hold love you need to be able to hold that vibration and so over the last two years all of these hearts have really shifted my mindset that you know what this world is good and there is a lot of love here and there's love everywhere and that mentality was a much more attractive mentality to come from and again I had to believe in love I had to be someone who believed in love to be able to attract love so I had to go through that journey to believe that love was possible another thing that I had to go through and I got to go through I should say that really helped me become the person I needed to be to manifest my partner so to believe in myself and believe in the potential and that potential outcome was to learn to receive and I mentioned this earlier but I want to go in depth on it because I started towards the end of 2018 around this time of like major healing I started to be drawn to an online influencer who taught a course on how to be more ladylike and I know some people might be like what or they might kind of like be taken back by that when I say that like a course to become more ladylike I remember I told one of my friends about it and she kind of had that reaction but to me that was actually a very important part of my journey because the feminine energy we've squashed her a lot we've put things like learning to receive and having someone do stuff for us as bad or like wrong and we should be able to do everything for ourselves this independence movement which is a beautiful movement and I'm very into it but the independence movement has has really cut us off from our natural disposition to allow people 
like the masculine to do things for us if you think about it the masculine would go out and he would hunt and he would bring home dinner and it's not to say the feminine didn't but she had her own stuff around the the cave (laughs) i guess that she would do and then that the man would come home and she would be there and there was a part of me that really wanted to learn that skill set again and i say it all the time that your journey is not anyone else's journey your journey is very specific to you and for you to live out your journey and for you to manifest the things that you're wanting you have to follow your own clues you have to listen to what what your own intuition is saying and we're going to talk about this more tomorrow but I know for me there was this strong pull to learn to to just be a woman and this lady was teaching it and I I actually didn't enroll in her program in the end. I thought about it but I didn't but the fact that I honored that in myself and I knew that there was going to be pushback if I told people like my friend and still doing it anyway because I knew it was so true to me in my journey really helped prepare me to be this person who embodied the frequency I needed to be at to manifest a partner. And I'll I'll try to find that person's program if I can and I'll link it below. But her big stance and I think from a a social work perspective, I think it's actually really interesting because she talks about how we've been programmed and she doesn't use that word, but society has created very masculine women and how the feminines rise like in in us trying to take our power back we're actually taking man's power men's power and we're not taking feminine power and the feminine is associated with things like being really beautiful being really graceful being really accommodating being very submissive the submissive energy of the feminine being very sensual being very very receptive these are feminine traits that we now as a society look at and think well we can't be that because that will appear weak or that will appear xyz and she just makes a really like a lot of strong points around it so i'll try to find her if i can't she i don't even know if she still exists if she's still doing what she's doing but i'm really grateful for her because she showed up and she held her stance so strong and i really needed to learn that because I needed that feminine role model of of someone who was truly in her power as a feminine and not in her power as a pseudo-masculine. And then a final thing that really helped me in this category of believing in myself and becoming the person who believed that she, she could have this love was I started to spend a lot of time with ducks. And this is another one of like, this won't be what you need to do, but this is another permission slip to go out and follow your own cues and and where it is you're being guided to. Because for me, I just had this, this need to be around ducks. And there was a pond close to my home in my old city. And I would go there every day. I'd sometimes bring my computer and do my work there. And I would just sit and I would watch the ducks. I would get a coffee sometimes. I would get a smoothie. I had this routine where I would I would go almost every day. And I I fell in love with ducks. And I later learned that the ducks are a very balanced animal. And so the reason I was being so drawn to these ducks is because I was undergoing this inner balance because I needed to be balanced and I needed to be whole within in order to magnetize this other being who is very whole within. And balanced in terms of my masculine and feminine. So 
all of that work I was doing to get the masculine to kind of take its grip off my feminine side and allow my feminine side to really blossom and show up, that was being reflected back to me in this desire and call towards ducks. And animals have such a healing presence. And you're gonna, you'll notice it won't be ducks or it might be ducks, but it, it probably won't be ducks, but you're going to be called to certain animals at, at certain times. Like right now, I'm very called to cats and we have a cat. I never thought I was going to be a cat person. The only time cats have come into my life is when I'm undergoing big work in the feminine energy because cats are highly feminine. If you watch a cat, it embodies the characteristics of a feminine it knows how to chill. The feminine energy is very, very receptive. Like it knows things come to her. So she does not go out in pursuit of them. So the cat will, will just relax and, and sleep in the sun. And even when it's hunting, it, it lets its praise come to it and then it will pounce. So it's animals they they have an energy and when you're drawn to them it's because you need that energy and it's healing you on some level and I think about this actually recently I talked in the the intro episode how I lost my dog and I really feel like she dogs embody like such loyalty such family loyalty and I noticed that she left my life at the exact same time that my spirit was pushing me to leave behind my hometown and to go spread my wings in a new city. And that's actually one of the messages that came through when I was able to connect with her since she passed away and it was on that her healing in my life was done and I I got everything and she got everything she needed and then she was able to pass on and let me go into the next chapter. Whew, and I still can't really talk about it, but I think it's just so beautiful. So I'm going to leave you here with this. When it comes to believing in yourself and believing that you can hold that thing that you're wanting and that you can actually be a match for that thing that you're wanting, one of my favorite exercises to do is to timeline jump. And this is free on the empathpodcast.com. If you go to listener resources, you'll find it there. And it's all about connecting with your future self. So asking her or him or them who it is they are. So what kind of traits do they embody? Are they balanced? Like my higher self was very balanced. My future self was very balanced when I connected with her two years ago. And so I put in the work to become balanced because I knew I need to be balanced to to have the relationship that I wanted and I didn't know the form that relationship was coming in I didn't know who he would be I didn't know he was going to be here in Montreal but I knew I needed to do the work to become a much more balanced being and and it was my future self that really told that to me so the timeline exercise will let you connect with your future self because it's your future self who already has what you're wanting. And so you have to become who she is in order to have it. And so again, that's on my website, theempathpodcast.com under listener resources. It's a very quick activity. You can do it in like five, 10 minutes. So I encourage you to do that and then to, to begin to live out what it is you learn from that exercise. And on that note, my kitty is is chatty. I don't know if you can hear. <laughs> so I'm going to go and I'm going to play with her. I mentioned in the intro, 
episode that this series is free and this content is free and the, the PDFs and the exercises and, and stuff is all free. And if you feel a desire to give back, one of the best ways you could give back to me and my spirit is to donate to an animal organization, preferably one local to you. Um, but if you don't have one and you want some recommendations, you can reach out and I can let you know. That's a really beautiful way to pay it forward or, you know, pay it forward in your own way. Buy someone coffee, give someone a smile. This Valentine's Day and this Valentine's Day weekend, I I just very much want to embody this this idea of love. So love how how it is you feel called to. And as always, it means so much if you can leave a heart-based review on this podcast and subscribe because that tells the platforms that you're really enjoying it and that encourages me to create more. So I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope this sparked something in you and I hope you're able to walk away from this and and really begin to think about who you need to be to to draw in the love that you're wanting and how you can go about beginning beginning to become that that version of you. So, okay, have a beautiful day and see you back here tomorrow for the final episode in this series and that is on receiving. So, how do you receive what you want? All right, we'll talk soon. Thank <laughs> you.